This is the Todd and Friends Podcast. I don't like to waffle on predictions. That doesn't mean I always hope I'm right. Oh, what's he going to do? Oh, come on. I'm with you. So, thank uh, you. Yeah, I'm with you. Todd, I knew we'd agree on something here. From the KWLM Sports Studio. With thanks to Heritage Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Here's Todd Bergaff. Hey, thanks for joining us for the podcast once again today. Joining us on the phone uh, this morning as we speak this afternoon as this is airing on KWLM, Sean Bolson. Uh, Sean, you're on the road. We're catching you a little bit today. Where are you headed? Well, I'm heading down to uh, Rush Creek to see uh, Aaron Jacobson. Uh, I figured if you spend a lot of time golfing, Aaron's a uh, uh, big-time teaching pro, a good buddy of mine from way back. and I go down and see him once or twice a year, and he kind of, you know, like you're you got to get the oil changed or tweak your car a little bit. He kind of does the same thing with my golf swing. So uh, I'm going to spend a little time down there today. He's really good. Really enjoy going to see him. Yeah, no doubt. So like you said, you don't have to be playing poorly to to get checked out by a guy who really knows what he's talking about. Like uh, Aaron Jacobson, shucks, the, the pros have how many coaches? They have short game coaches. They have driver coaches. Uh, they right. have multiple guys. Of course, they're making millions to do that, all the, the PGA Tour and live golf guys. But, uh, you know, but nonetheless, it, it helps. And, and sometimes it can, you know, uh, stave off a problem before it arrives. Yeah, and, you know, we all have problems that arrive. And, and, yeah. uh, and you know, I mean, we put so much time. Th- those of us that love to golf, I mean, we work hard so we can play hard. That's and, right. uh, you know, if uh, I put that much time and, and effort into enjoying golf, I figure, why not? And plus, I mean, he's good. He's worked with multiple professionals. I mean, he, he's great. And uh, just the uh, knowledge of the swing. And he can instantly look like when I shot him a text the other day, he's like, what's up? And I'm like, wow. And he's like, yep. I mean, cause I've seen him, but you know, before and yep, he, yep. he knows exactly what's going on and he can make the little tweaks here and there to help you enjoy your game even more. You know, when you play as much as, as we do and, uh, many of our friends, uh, you know, and, and you don't hit good shots. Playing good golf is is more fun. That's just how it is. Yeah. I mean, sometimes you'll play with a, a higher handicap uh, individual, and they'll say, well, you're beating me. Yeah, but that's not the point. I'm not really trying to beat you. I should. Right. Uh, that's why they have the handicap system. It indicates which player is more consistently a, a better player than the other. We're always competing against ourselves, right, in golf. And, right. and in doing that, that tends to bring out a little more frustration because I think we all get a little more frustrated with ourselves maybe than we do with others yeah i think it's pretty easy to because it seems like it should be an easy game i mean you have a little ball you have this big club and get to swing as hard as you want i mean how hard <laughs> can can it be uh, a lot more to it than that so uh yeah i have a tournament on saturday in mountain lake so i kind of wanted to get a little bit tuned in for that so we'll see Mountain Lake, uh, that's not popping up uh, in my... Wyndham, I believe. Okay. I've never been there, but the crew's going, PD and Gorns and Andy, and the whole crew's going to go down. It's a, a nine holes, then a Calcutta. It's a 27-hole event um, on uh, Saturday. Okay. What's the name of the golf course? I, th- I believe it's Mountain Lake. Okay. All right. So like headed down. I haven't been there. They've been there a couple of years. They said it's... It's it, it's a fun little deal. They got a Calcutta, and it's it's a it's a fun little Memorial Day weekend tournament. And it's just a single day event or two days? One day, Saturday. Ah, so one long day, uh, right? Because one long day. Yeah. Yep. If you're going to play 27 and have Calcutta after nine, that's going to lengthen it out a little bit. That sounds like what they started at Hawk Creek last year, where they kind of did the same thing, right? A, a yeah. single day men's invite and 27 holes with a Calcutta. I believe that's the same exact format. Yeah, you play nine holes, 
then the championship flight plays an additional 18. I think the other flights uh, uh, play another nine. So okay. um, you get flighted after the first nine. So I've never seen the course. Don't know uh, what to expect, but I heard it's really fun. Great. Yeah, that'll that'll be a blast for sure. I did get a chance to play Eagle Creek on Sunday. I thought it was in really good condition here early in the season. The greens rolled uh, nice, and, and it had to be in good condition for me to shoot what I did. Uh, you know, I wound up, uh, I think I was even through 12 holes and wound up four over. I had some chipping and putting issues down the stretch, but but still nice. a 76 for me. You know, man, that's that's good golf for me. I mean, I, I hit the ball well. It was just a few, couple of short game issues at the end, but I had four birdies and, and played really well how has your game been going uh, uh fair like okay and then mm-hmm. not great okay and not great so yeah i mean i need to uh need to get on top of it hopefully today aaron's uh couple of his his tips are gonna help we uh, have the pro-am coming up in july our team needs to do better than we have so far yeah yep uh you know and, and we just have to all put it together because you know we haven't played awful i mean i think i've played fine greg's played fine you've had times where you played okay just yep. but yeah it's just um yeah we we haven't all put it together at the same time yeah. we need to do that this year what july 6th july 6th the thursday right before yep. the palmer kai's down there at redwood valley which we really enjoy playing yeah one of the one of the most oakdale and, and redwood and the lakeland are kind of the three Yep. Fun area tournaments for people that love summertime golf in Minnesota. Yeah, kind of like the three majors. Uh, right. yeah, I know there's four majors on the PGA, but but we have those. You probably you play more events than I do, so you probably could come up with another one that you'd include as a fourth major. But when I think about those, that's that's the three right there that I that I want to put on my calendar before the golf season begins to uh, to play those and and uh, looking forward to uh, you know uh, the the Lakeland this year, which always is Wilmer Fest weekend. It seems like and and uh, so looking forward to playing that as well uh so you did you watch some of the pga championship this past weekend yeah i watched a lot i really enjoyed the first couple days uh because the difficulty of the course uh and then you know it it, the guys uh uh, really played well on the weekend and then my guy brooks who i'm I'm a huge fan of um a lot most of my most of my golf buddies can't stand him. They think he's kind of arrogant. They think he, uh, you know, jumped a live tour. So just all the reasons not to like him. So he's probably the villain in my uh, group. And uh, so I was pretty excited to see him win because I, I do really enjoy watching him. You know, there's an old saying, though, that every good story needs a villain. And the live tour players in the major championships this year who have been at the top in contention, Kepka in both majors, and then Mickelson in the Masters, and then and then it was uh, Bryson DeChambeau in the PGA who was on the leaderboard for, for most of the day as well. That has their TV ratings up quite a bit. The Masters TV ratings were uh, through the roof. I'm not sure about the PGA. I didn't see that this week. Um, but, but it does. It adds you know, it adds a villain to the story, and that makes it a better story. It does, and it also shows us what we're missing each week, having these guys not on tour. Mm-hmm. I really wish we could figure it out. It just makes me, you know, the the, the coverage on CW of the Live Golf Tour Bad. is just, it's so substandard. Yep. I mean, it, it's, it, it, it's not even equivalent to, you know, uh, the college right. stuff, uh, you know, is, is way better. It, it's, a, it's a very poor product. Um, so it's not very entertaining to watch, but when we get those guys on, on the other tour, which we all get excited about, uh, we realize what we're missing. Yeah. Um, you know, DJ was in contention for a while. Bryson, you know, was playing really good. And it was really fun to see him. I like him now that he 
lures a regular hat and drops about 40 pounds and looks right. like a normal human again. He you does. Know? He's fun to watch. Yeah. I, I described him to Suan as he used to look like there was 10 pounds of sausage in a five-pound casing. It's kind of what right. he looked like there for a while. But, yeah, and, and he's a whale of a player. You know, people have kind of forgotten. I mean, he won the U.S. Open a couple of years ago, and, and uh, he has nine career PGA Tour wins, and he's only 28 years old. So uh, he was on his way to quite a career and, and decided to go to live uh, as well. And, and uh, you know, yeah, I, the only people I think that were – uh, that lost out in this whole thing, the whole situation. The guys who went to live, they, they didn't miss out. They got a huge payday. Guys on the PGA Tour, they didn't miss out because there's fewer good players, so more of them get a chance to make more money. The only lures in the whole situation is we, the golf fans, who now yeah. we're down to just four times a year where we get to see all the best players uh, play on the same event. I hope they get that fixed too. Yeah, I do too. And, and Norman has really seemed to really like uh, Greg Norman, the villain role. Yep. Uh, I, he just, you know, he's really pulling for live because I think he still has a, a pretty big beef with the PGA. Yeah. So um, that's unfortunate. Um, I do think Brooks, you know, the reception, you always wondered what kind of reception these guys would get after leaving because, you know, as fans, you're disappointed. But, uh, you know, full support for everybody. You know, golf fans are good fans. And, yep. and uh, they're just excited to see good golf. Brooks has got a lot of fans out there. And that full swing documentary on Netflix, you know, that, that really helped some of it too, because you had a lot of casual fans watch that, that kind of felt like you got in behind the scenes watching these guys that you like to watch on Sunday. So yeah, um, really hope they figure it out. Really hope to be able to see most of the live guys back again sometime, you know, full time. So each Sunday when you turn it on, you can watch them play. Yeah. Their contracts run through 25. Some of that information is coming out because of the lawsuits that they have. So they're all committed through at least 25. So this is going to go on uh, a while yet. And I don't know if the two sides will be able to come to an agreement. The next big thing where they, they need to agree is the Ryder Cup. Uh, Kepka's now second in points, uh, Ryder Cup points. Uh, so you, how, how do you not have him on the Ryder Cup team? And, and some of these other guys who are clear, how do you not have Dustin Johnson on the U.S. Ryder Cup team? And if you're the Europeans, uh, how do you leave out some of those top European players who are over on the live tour? The, the European team would be decimated if they decide they're not going to allow any live tour players to play uh, in the Ryder Cup. The U.S. would still field a good team, but the, the European team would be far less in quality than, than what they normally would be. Yeah, and and I I hope they don't do that because you know at some point it's it, it, it is it's for the fans, it's yeah. spectators. That's yeah. what it is. And if you can't put a quality product on the uh, on the course, you're not going to have as much ratings. You know, it's not it's not it's way more fun to be able to watch Brooks and Kepka and Scheffler go yep. than it would be as you you know pick now your nine, ten, and eleven people from you know it's just they need to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah, and hopefully uh, they're working in that regard, but I'm not sure that they are. Until the lawsuits run their course and make those rulings and any subsequent uh, 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 appeals that there that there may be, uh, whatever they come down. So far, I think the PGA Tour is like 3-1 in lawsuits against Liv, including the, uh, they, they pulled out of one lawsuit because the, uh, the Saudi investment fund didn't want to open up all their books. Uh, so they, they uh, just kind of withdrew from one lawsuit. But I think there's still one left. Patrick Reed is doing some suing. I, I think that the, the, the PGA Tour and the Ryder Cup guys and the players themselves 
would be fine if Patrick Reed didn't make the Ryder Cup team. Uh, you know, they, they skipped over him the last time uh, in order to give Scheffler a spot, who at that time was outside, hadn't really begun this this crazy run. They leapfrogged him over uh, Patrick Reed into a spot on the U.S. Ryder Cup team. Uh, and and he's from there, he's just taken off and is back to world number one after finishing uh, runner-up this year. But uh, in uh, the Ryder Cup, outside of the Masters, might be my favorite event to watch during the course of a year because it's only every two years besides. Yeah, I mean, it's exciting. and You get the whole country thing, which yep. makes it even better, you know. So, yeah. Yeah. Very fun yeah. Hey, uh, who is this Bob Rofsky for the Florida Panthers? Has he been a top-notch goalie for quite a while? Yeah, he's been in the league for a while, and he uh, he, he just really has, uh, man, he's just come on. And, and then Matthew Kuchuk has Tuffy, one of the top three American-born players in the league. He's just been solid. He's coming, you know, game winner after game winner. And Florida, you know, uh, you know, we could get a Florida-Vegas uh, finals, which I think would be pretty entertaining. Yeah, no doubt. And Florida was the second wild card uh, in the East. They didn't win the division. They didn't finish the top three in their division. And and here they are on the verge of of uh, making it to the Stanley Cup Finals. And, and the same thing in the NBA. We see the Heat. They were the eighth seed uh, coming out of the East, and they're one win uh, away from the NBA Finals. So, you know, there there is something to the game being quite a bit different and played differently once the postseason arrives. Yeah, and the thing that you always say in hockey is if your best player throughout the playoffs can be your goalie, which Bobrovsky's been for Florida, uh, I mean, at that point, you, you can go anywhere. You know, eight seed, I remember when the L.A. Kings and Mike Quick got hot as, and yep. they won the Stanley Cup from the eight seed. Um, what a, what a uh, run for the Florida teams. Yeah, You have the eight seed Heat and the eight seed Panthers both going to compete for uh, world titles. So, yeah, you know, the Stanley Cup's uh, in just a grueling, uh, you know, trophy to win. NBA, you know, playoffs are, are, are long. Also, those are, you know, quite defeats that for Florida. Exciting for Florida to have two teams that, you know, it wasn't that uh, long before the season ended that Florida Panthers weren't even in the playoffs. They had to make a push in the last three weeks to even get in. So, yeah, yeah very entertaining. So, Babrowski, he has uh, two Vezina trophies. He's the only active goaltender uh, to win the, the Vezina twice, and and that's the award to the, the top goaltender yep. uh, in the NHL, correct? The Heisman Trophy for goaltenders. Yeah, there you go. So he won that. He's won it twice as the only active goaltender what to do that. What years did he win it? Uh, well, I I can't remember. I just heard him on Sports Center this morning saying he's a yeah. two-time Vezina but Trophy I mean, winner. He's been in the league. You know, he's a grizzled vet. Yeah. Uh, he, 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 I would equate him to a Mark Andre Fleury maybe five years ago, four or five years ago when, you know, not, not like completely on the way out, but definitely on the back end of his career playing great. So yeah, yeah exciting for them. Yeah. Babrowski led the, uh, this is just Florida, uh, or the postseason rather 2.15 goals against average and a 935 save percentage, uh, yeah, here in the postseason. Let's not forget. They opened the playoffs up against. The Boston Bruins, who had the best season in the NHL history, yeah. and then the high-flying Toronto Maple Leafs round two. So it's not like he's been playing against teams. That, I mean, they got the probably the two best teams in the East, and now they got Carolina that's been just you know putting it on everybody. And they got so yeah, he he's giving his team a chance to win every single night. They're not getting a lot of offense. They won one zero the other night, but when you know they're getting just enough and and they're playing that kind of grinded out style and uh, yeah. Very easy team to cheer for. 
Yeah, I, they were the first team in NHL history to beat two 60-win regular season teams in the postseason. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, they, they've taken on uh, the best in the business during the regular season and showed them this isn't the regular season. Uh, it's the playoffs, and, and they've just, uh, you know, been the better team. Uh, how about have you been watching any Twins at all? I haven't watched a whole lot of Twins. I kind of, you know, I start getting into the Twins uh, a little more, I don't know, you know, middle of summer mm. towards the end of the year. I mean, it's pretty early for me now because, you know, win or lose right now, you got so many games left, it feels like. Yeah. Well, you do. That's right. You've got a lot. Fortunately, fortunately for the Twins, they have a lot of games left because it's not going so well here lately. They're one game over 500, and they're the only team in the American League Central that has a winning record. Uh, everybody else is is sub 500. With the new, more balanced schedule, they came out and said it was a balanced schedule. It's not, but it's more balanced than it was. Uh, it's possible that every team in the American League Central Division finishes sub 500. Uh, and, you know, I hope that doesn't happen, uh, but it's certainly possible the Twins once again have some good fortune uh, being in the American League Central Division. Yeah, and the, the nice thing, you know, in previous years is every time you look up, they're playing the Kansas City Royals. Yeah. They seem to be just awful. You know, they won the series or, you know, what, I don't know how long ago, but yeah. they're perennially an awful team. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, you look at them and, and you think, oh, we used to get to play them, what, 19 times? Now we get them like 12, 13 times? Yeah. And all of a sudden you're subbing the L.A. Dodgers in L.A. for them. I'm like, holy cow. That's not a good trade for the Twins. But, no, you know, at least everybody's doing it. So, you know, if I, I do think in our division, if you can keep your head above 500, you're going to have a really good chance to get to postseason when you'll run into one of the high-flying teams and, and probably have a uh, quick exit. Yeah, that, that, uh, yeah that, that's certainly possible. So my friend JP, who does the, the news, of course, here on uh, KWLM, he's he's always talking about the postseason. Well, does it matter? I mean, because when they get to the playoffs, they're going to lose. But I try to focus on, you know, during the regular season, I don't worry about the playoffs when, when it gets here and if they get matched up against the Yankees again or whatever, although they did beat the Yankees twice this year. Yeah. But, but I try not to be too big a fatalist with the Twins because, I mean, it's true. Whoever they get in the playoffs, they're going to be the underdog and will struggle to advance but I do like their starting pitcher better pitching better this year than I've liked in several years at least they have some of those guys going yeah and Wilden, we just talked about the Miami Heat and the Florida Panthers coming yep. from the 18 you know yeah. it's the same thing you got a good goalie you got Jimmy Butler getting hot for the heat yep. if you have a pitching staff that gets hot I mean it can be done you yes, know it's yes. just we, we just really have never had a whole lot of faith in the twins because they seem to kind of do the same thing each year so uh, you know, who knows? Um, enjoy the regular season. You know, it's 162 games. Yeah, yeah. So you might as well enjoy it. Yeah, they could get hot, too. I mean, they're in a little cool yep. stretch right now, but they could they could turn it around. And, you know, they open the season with a six-game win streak. That, you know, put another one of those together, and, and they're fine. They're right back, uh, you know, well above 500. But uh, right now, at least, it appears as though uh, not quite ready to do that. Uh, Sean, uh, enjoy your lesson today. Bring back some good stuff uh, to the golf course the next time we play. All right, thanks, Todd. Sean Bolson joining us here on the Todd and Friends podcast. It's brought to you by Heritage Bank, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Watch for future episodes of the Todd and Friends podcast at kwlm.com or on the air here at KWLM, 1340 AM and 96.3 FM.